But first, a word from our sponsor. And now, on with the show. There's two types of people in this world. Those who take, and those who get took. Predators and prey. Lions and lambs. Whether or not you were born into circumstances, the name of the game is what you do with what you have. Whether you let yourself become part of the herd, or deem yourself apart from the crowd and strive for something more. Marla Grayson, a successful con artist, convinces the legal system of making her legal guardian over elders who are deemed unfit to take care of themselves by an appointed doctor that is in on the scheme. This is Two Takes, and this is One Shot, an analysis of the film I Care A Lot. This film can be watched on Amazon Prime and Netflix. Spoilers ahead. Deeming it a rare case, a cherry, a lush ripe case of an elder that is rich but has no family or relatives, seems too good to be true. And for Marla, that might be a step closer to this dream, this ideology of becoming rich. And from what we know, rich enough to do something with it, to use money as a weapon. So all in all, we have her game plan, but not the end result. But this isn't a story of how someone got rich. It's the story of how someone cares so much about something that they will go to any lengths to get it. And don't assume that it's caring about someone because that would be too obvious. Power and money hungry. In this film, there are so many elements that name this game that it becomes almost like a whirlwind of faces that form the ugliness of how uncaring people in the industry of care really are. Not individuals that are mere cogs in a machine, but rather people in some sort of power in an industry that is placed there for the care of the elderly. It is corrupt, and this film does a tongue-in-cheek example of this kind of drive for something is money. As Marla is the main protagonist, it is safe to assume that she understands what she is doing and does not feel any remorse. There is this unwavering self-assurance in what she does, deeming it to be beneficial in a contractual business-like manner. But unlike the doctor who hands over the elders like prescriptions, unlike the warden of the care home who asks for more money when there's a room vacant so Marla can fill it later, and unlike the judge who sees Marla all the time and considers her an asset to the state, we, the audience, need to catch up on this scheme and figure out who are the bad guys and fast. There is this calculating momentum with the people who should be deemed accountable to what they do, the bad guys. As a viewer, it wasn't the one to making them see justice and to be sent to jail that fascinated me. Oh no. It was the way they handled themselves in the chaos of hidden threats and money being slid behind closed doors that kept me watching. There is an industry that Marla knows well, and there is so much more when it merges with mafia gangsters. Her disassociation of herself within those situations made it an almost laughable affair. She does not care about her own life, but is ravenous in the drive for more quite literally like a lioness in constant pursuit of her prey, thinking about the end result than rather what she has around her. But if you think about it, it's all a game within this dog-eat-dog world. Prey and predator, lions and lambs. All metaphors, all descriptions about a drive and a passion to get what you want out of life. There isn't any room for forgiveness or consideration to those around you. Marla Grayson describes herself as a lioness but in reality, a lioness only eats what she can catch. Fran describes Jennifer Peterson 
after realizing she was not who she says she is, their latest feat as a spider. And yes, they are caught in a web laid down years ago for the safety of a few and lying to the thousands. However, the aim of the game, with all those descriptions of different animals, really tells you about that person. Marla Grayson, the lioness, is direct, focused and loyal to the cause of feeding herself with more elders and more money by the pretense that she is serving her tribe, her family, or rather in this aspect, the state, as reputable service. Repeating the same hunting patterns as it has never let her down, she does it subtly, in plain but legal sight, but her drive is always in one direction. Jennifer Peterson, a spider, is of old descent and old money, meaning she and her history is deemed hidden and behind her is a lot more than one could see. She invites you in and then you realise, she is also a hunter. So there is this constant emphasis on showing that people are not who they perceive to be. Dean Erickson, the lawyer, is not the representative of Jennifer and refuses to disclose that information out of protection. Jennifer Peterson is not her real name, again used for her own protection. Roman Lunyov does not exist, apparently died in a fire and kept dead for his own protection. And Marla Grayson, an opportunist, a liar and an appointed guardian for the elderly, accepted by the system that's supposed to protect them. Protection can come in all shapes and sizes, and in this story, it's the worst kind. It is almost a roller coaster ride of being drawn by one side or the other when it comes to who to root for. The audience can feel it every time Marla is successful in how she conducts these elders into her scheme and the people who are in it with her. We want something to happen, and when she refuses to make it easier on herself and does not accept Dean's offer, we want her to suffer. But then, when the threats become very real, to the point of both Marla and Fran almost dying in separate places in likely suicidal and organic deaths. When it seems like they're going to hit the high road, Marla brings forth an almost subtle ultimatum to her lover, giving her only two choices, to run and keep running forever, or to finish it now, and either could lead to death. But what if there was a third choice? Well now, we shall never know. Once more, Marla brings out another winner from her deck of cards that she holds close to her chest and it succeeds in unintentionally impressing the gangster Roman, who proposes an alternative to just simple hard cash. A partnership that could lead that hard cash to keep rolling in, to make more money on the backs of those suffering. And from that moment we realise she took the bait, we hold our breath, expecting something far worse to come out and do something. But what could go wrong? other than Marla's mistakes coming back to bite her in the ass when her guard is down. There are other animals in the animal kingdom, and a lioness can only do so much to protect what she cares about. I Care A Lot goes further in exploitation on how a person can care about the wrong things and let that drive them to be the best version of the worst kind of person that you would ever meet. With an almost apathetic look at various things around her, Marla did not care when they threatened to kill her mother she did not care about them threatening her business, and she certainly did not care about them threatening and always succeeding to kill her. Her drive and stupid bravery comes forth like a ticking machine. Marla always has a game plan and uses it against her opponent. Before Jennifer Peterson, Marla only used the law, fair and square, to get what she wants. After Jennifer, Marla uses what is behind the curtain, the concept of fair and square gone to make it big to make it to the point that she can be who she wants to be, 
and she can do what the hell she wants. If you enjoyed what was said, please follow me on Anchor, Spotify and other podcasting platforms for the latest episode. And be kept in the loop through my Instagram at two takes underscore podcast. If you want to help me in the making of each episode, there is a listener support platform that can benefit the levelling up of this podcast, as well as have you, a supporter, having access to extra content. Find this at anchor.fm slash two takes podcast slash support. And as always, thanks for listening.